if there is business. Not like that. Episode 126, Tipitaka, Part 63, in which I will recite Pakitia, Part 48, and probably 49, and we'll see how it goes. Our special guest today hails from the Vajrayana, the new, remember we did that before? Never mind. Um, yes, uh, Jambala. He is a wealth god. Now, that might come as a bit of a surprise for folks who are only familiar with earlier forms of Buddhism, like wealth god in a, in a philosophy that uh, promotes non-attachment and non-materialism. Well, uh, yes. Um, so uh, Jambala is said to be a form of Chenrezig, or Avalokiteshvara, and uh, from the family of Ratnasambhava, also known as the Jewel family. So uh, let's go ahead and tune it on back to uh, Theravada, early Theravada rather, early Buddhism, this one, and uh, I will begin reading. It's raining today. Oh, if this is your first time seeing me, do go ahead and click right there. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. Better to start with episode one. For those of you listening but not seeing me, because you're listening through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or some other podcasting app, hello! I hope you're doing well. <clears throat> For those of you on archive.org, wow, archive.org, eh? <laughs> okay. Expiation, Pakitiya, 48 at one time. The Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now, at that time, King Pasanadi, sounds a lot like Pasadena, um, area where I grew up. I don't think, is this, he hasn't been already assigned to a, to a character. So we'll call him King Pasanadi. Of Kosala came to march out against an enemy. The group of six monks went to see the army fighting. You would, anyway. Uh, then, then King Pasanadi of Kosala saw the group of six monks coming from afar. On seeing them, sending for them, he spoke thus, quote, 
Why do you, honored sirs, come here? End quote. Quote, Sire, we want to see your majesty. End quote. Quote, what, honored sirs, is the good of seeing me, since it is the battle you delight in? Should not the Lord be seen? End quote. People, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, come to see an army fighting? For us, it is not profitable, and for us, it is ill-gotten. Such as we come with the army for the sake of livelihood, on account of child and wife. End quote. Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks go to see an army fighting? End quote. They told this matter to the Lord. Three dots. Quote, Is it true? as is said, that you monks went to see an army fighting, end quote. Quote, it is true, Lord, end quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how can you foolish men go to see an army fighting? It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not Parentheses yet, close parentheses, pleased, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should go to see an army fighting, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. And thus this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. Now. At that time, the uncle of a certain monk became ill in the army. He sent a messenger to that monk, saying, quote, I am indeed ill in the army. Let the reverend sir come. I want the reverend sir to come. End quote. Then it occurred to that monk, quote, A rule of training laid down by the Lord says, quote within quotes, There should be no going to see the army fighting. End quote within quotes. But my uncle is ill in the army. What line of conduct should be followed by me? End quote. Are you going to see the army fighting? No. You're going to help me. I mean, sorry. It just seems pretty basic, but it's good they wrote this down for folks like this particular monk to whom the answer is not obvious. Right. He told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason to talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you monks to go to an army when there is sufficient reason for it. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monks should go to see an army fighting, unless there is sufficient reason for it, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. All right. So, going to a place knowing there's an army fighting there, you'll see it, of course, but I guess that's different from going to see the army fighting like a spectator, going to a sporting event, which was how I read it initially. Because obviously the monk that's going to help his uncle who's ill is not going to like see the army fighting. Eh? But if you're going intentionally to 
see or visit or for some reason be in the presence of an army that you know is fighting. All right, all right. little minor clarification, a little poly to English. Okay. <clears throat> Whatever means three dots. Okay, next time, next episode, uh, Pakitia, whatever it is, Tipitaka Part 64, I will play the flashback from Parajika Part 1. Tipitaka Part 5, in which whatever was defined and never since has been defined. Okay, monk means three dots. Same. Ditto. Three dots. Put what I just said about whatever here in what I'm saying about monk. Ah, ah I can see the temptation to use the three dots. Just walk around saying three dots. Three dots, honey. Three dots. Three dots. Anyway. Army fighting means having gone out. Do you hear that? Someone doing a puja. That's the poop sound of the puja bell. I've got one too. Put that there by Jambala. Right. Um, yes, army fighting means having gone out from the village, it comes to be camped or marched forth. Army means elephants. Horses, chariots, infantry. Well, infantry, surely. But elephants? I mean, I guess, okay, that's how they're going to define army. I mean, not every elephant is part of an army. Not every army has elephants. But maybe back in 6th century BC, it was like, well, an army, you know, the elephants. All right. An elephant, parentheses, has, close parentheses, 12 men. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Are they sitting on the elephant? 12 men. Poor elephant. That must be a big elephant. Were elephants bigger back then? Inquiring minds want to know. This wasn't quite as far back as mammoths, but there were people walking around when there were mammoths. Anyway. A horse has, in parentheses, three men. Really? I guess one to ride the horse, one to shoot the arrows, and one to tag along? Sure. All right, I'll buy it. A chariot, parentheses, has four men. Less than an elephant. The infantry has, in parentheses, four men. Really? Four for the infantry? You could, you could have, like, 20. You could have 100. There's no limits to the... Well, anyway, I guess that's how it was done back then. Hands on arrows. If he goes to sea, there is an offensive wrongdoing. Standing where he sees, there is an offensive expiation. Yeah, okay. So, going to sea, you know, is an expression that we would think is like, oh, I'm going to go see the football game. But if you happen to be walking by a football game and you look over you see the football game, then that's not going to see the football game. However, if you're standing in a place where you can see an army fighting, that's, you're breaking the rule. Even if you're just sort of standing there and you're like, hmm, oh, what's that? Oh, it's an army fighting. I better get out of here. And then you'd probably be safe. You'd say, but Lord Buddha, as soon as I saw there was an army fighting, I turned and left because I know the rule. I mean, for safety's sake, it's a good idea not to stand there and watch an army fighting too. Anyway, 
if having dismissed from sight he sees again, there is an offense of expiation. Unless there is sufficient reason for it means setting aside a sufficient reason for it. If he thinks that there is fighting when there is fighting, and, in parentheses, goes to see, unless there is sufficient reason for it, there is an offense of expiation. How about helping out the injured? There's a sufficient reason. You can have, like, a Buddhist Red Cross happening. Um, if he is in doubt as to whether there is fighting, three dots. If he thinks that there is not fighting when there is fighting, three dots, offense of expiation. If he goes to see one or other, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Standing where he sees, there's an offense of wrongdoing. Didn't they just say standing where he sees, there's an offense of expiation? <laughs> if having dismissed from sight, he sees again, there's an offense of wrongdoing. What? Okay, one or the other means... Uh, one of the four divisions of the army, elephants and so on. Oh, okay. So if they're not fighting, he just goes to see the army. All right. I think that's what it's saying. If he thinks that there is fighting when there is not fighting, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether there is not fighting, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that there is not fighting when there is not fighting, there is no offense. Then I am confused. If he thinks that there is not fighting when there is fighting, if he goes to see one or other, there is an offense of wrongdoing. I just went to see the elephants fighting. I didn't go to see the army fighting. I don't know. Any experts in Theravada? I mean, it's a minor, very unimportant point, but I'm curious. What? What's happening? Why is it an offense of expiation to stand there and watch the army fighting, but it's an offense of wrongdoing to stand there and see one or the other, meaning the elephants or the horses or the infantry? I don't understand. I guess maybe, I, does anyone understand? Is that just an unknowable thing? All right. I mean, obviously it's not that important to like one's path toward enlightenment. I'm just sort of curious. Uh, all right. There is no offense if standing in the monastery he sees, right? If the, army, if the army is fighting right outside the monastery. If it comes to a place where a monk is resting or to a place where he is sitting down or to a place where he is lying down. All right. If he going along the opposite road sees it, if there is sufficient reason for it, if there are accidents, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, the eighth meaning the 48th. All right. So, yeah, if you happen to be meditating and then you're like, what's that sound? And you open your eyes and, oh, it's an army fighting. All right. Keep meditating. That's fine. Or if you're mad. I like this. It's like a long, long list. Yeah, just all the things that it's fine to do if you're mad. Like, you could just have a story about a mad monk just doing one after the other. Like, First, I went and sat in private with a woman. Then, I went in a boat with nuns. Then, I threw my fecal matter, you know, uh, is what it is. Cheers. Oh, see the, the Tibetan flags of Darjeeling. That's what we're drinking from today. All right, let's keep reading. Expiation. Pakitiya. 49, or X-L-I-X. Xlicks. Is not what it says. It's X L I X, which is 49. All right. 
At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now, at that time, the group of six monks here is the king. I don't think the king is in this one, but the group of six monks is, so there they are. Um, the group of six monks, having gone to the army where there was business, stayed with the army more than three nights. People, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, this uh, will be the army staying with the six monks. All right, sorry. Quote, how can the recluses, sons of the Sakyans, stay with the army? For us it is not profitable, and for us it is ill-gotten, such as we stop with the army for the sake of livelihood on account of child and wife, end parentheses. Monks heard these people, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks stay with the army for more than three nights? And, quote, three dots, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you monks stayed with the army for more than three nights? And, quote, quote, It is true, Lord, and, quote, The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them saying, quote, How can you foolish men stay with the army for more than three nights? It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. If there is for a monk some reason for going to an army, that monk may stay with the army for two nights, three nights, should he stay longer than that, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. If there is for a monk some reason for going to an army means, if there is a reason, if there is business. Not like that. Flight of the Concords. All right. Obscure reference. That monk may stay with the army for two nights, three nights means. He may stay two, parentheses, or, close parentheses, three nights, but not one. No, one is probably okay. <clears throat> Should he stay longer than that means. If he stays with an army until sunset on the fourth day, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that there is more... If he thinks that it is more when it is more than three nights, parentheses and close parentheses, stays with the army, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is more than three nights, three dots. If he thinks that it is less when it is more than three nights, three dots. That's some good medicine. Offense of expiation. If he thinks that it is more when it is less than three nights, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is less than three nights, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is less when it is less than three nights, there's no offense. There is no offense if he stays for two, parentheses, or, close parentheses, three nights. If he stays for less than two, parentheses, or, close parentheses, three nights. If having stayed for two nights, having departed on the third night before dawn, he stays again. Loophole. If he stays, parentheses, because he is, close parentheses, ill. 
if he stays because there is something to be done for one who is ill, or if the army becomes invested by the opposing army. Okay. If he comes to be taken possession of by something, if he is invited by an enemy or by a chief. Okay. If there are accidents, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, the ninth, meaning the 49th. Well, I mean, the nice thing is I see plenty of room for a Buddhist equivalent of a red cross to form because there's caring for ill. I believe injured counts as ill. So that's nice. I have no real problem with these rules. I mean, if you're not caring for the ill, then what are you doing spending more than three nights hanging around with the army? Hmm? Hmm? What's that about? All right. Are the six monks in this one? Yes. So you can stay. Expiation, Pakitia, L, meaning 50 to the ancient Romans. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, was staying... That goes in three dots. At Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. He is lying out. Now at that time, the group of six monks staying with the army for two parentheses or close parentheses, three ninths, went to a sham fight. And to the troops in array and to the massing of the army and to see a review. A review, eh? They know, they know which is chief for strength. Roll calls, uh, mentioned three times. Footnote is no help. Then a certain monk of the group of six, having gone to a sham fight, became pierced by an arrow. Which of you would like to be the one who gets pierced by an arrow? Oh, that's sad. Is it? How bad is it? Well, let's assume that it's, he can still stand. Um, people made fun of that monk. Okay, then he's probably still alive, right? Say, quote, Honored sir, we hope it was a good battle. How many targets were obtained by you? That's funny. And quote, That monk, being made fun of by these people, became ashamed. People, three dots, spread it about, saying. So it's interesting how, you know, Back in those days, if a monk had a bunch of wool, people would say, oh, are you going to sell it? What kind of profit are you going to make? And back then, a monk pierced by an arrow. Oh, how was the battle? But then fast forward later, you have monks that are selling things. It's no big deal. And you have um, Shaolin, where monks are being trained as karate masters and with weapons. So interesting how, how times change, eh? Quote, how can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, come to see a sham fight? For us it is not profitable, and for us it is ill-gotten, such as we come to a sham fight for the sake of livelihood on account of child and wife. End quote. Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. Those who were modest monks three dots spread it about, saying, quote, how can this group of six monks go to see a sham fight? Three dots. Quote, is it true, as is said, that you monks went to see a sham fight? And quote, quote, it is true, Lord. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, 
quote, How can you, foolish men, go to see a sham fight? It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus monks, this rule of training should be set forth. If a monk staying with the army for two nights, three nights, should go to a sham fight, or to the troops in array, or to the massing of the army, or to see a review, there is an offensive expiation, end quote. I'm not much of like an army guy. You might already have guessed that. Um, maybe a review is something that like is a common word, and I just, people, people who've served... You know, thank you for your service. Unless you were serving on the opposite side of whoever I should be identifying with, then I don't know what to say to you. Anyway, um, whatever. Uh, yes, so, yeah, a review. Is that, uh, comment below if you're like, a review is when, I don't know, maybe it's a common thing for armies. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> if a monk staying with the army for two nights, three nights means... Staying for two parentheses or close parentheses three nights. These definitions, I love them. Sham fight means where a conflict is seen. All right. Troops in array means so many elephants. So oh man, maybe not so many, but like so like this a certain amount. All right. So many elephants and so many horses, so many chariots, so many infantry. Massing of the army means let elephants be on this side, let horses be on this side, let chariots be on this side, let foot soldiers be on this side. Oh, like a, like a practice game, like when, like shirts and skins, if you're both, you know, I mean, it's like everybody's wearing the same color jersey because they're all actually on the same team. So half the team takes off their shirts and then, never mind. All right. A review means, oh good, so they're going to explain, a review of elephants, a review of horses, a review of chariots, a review of infantry. The least elephant review, parentheses, has, close parentheses, three elephants. The least horse review has, in parentheses, three horses. The least chariot review has, in parentheses, three chariots. The least infantry review has, in parentheses, four men as infantry, hands on arrows. They defined review, but I still don't know what, what a review is. All right. I mean, in other contexts, I know what a review is. Review your notes before, whatever. If he goes to see, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Standing where he sees, there is an offense of expiation. If, having dismissed from sight, he sees again, there is an offense of expiation. If he goes to see one or other, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Standing where he sees, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If, having dismissed from sight, he sees again, there is an offense of wrongdoing. There is no offense if, standing in the monastery, he sees. If a conflict is seen having come to a place where a monk is resting or to a place where he is sitting down or to a place where he is lying down. If he, going along the opposite road, sees, parentheses, it, close parentheses. If going as there is something to be done, he sees, parentheses, it, close parentheses. If there are accidents, 
if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The tenth, meaning the fiftieth. This is its key. Cakes. Talking. Three on Upananda. And also, parentheses, the family who, and parentheses, supported, parentheses, him, close parentheses. Mahanama. Pasanadi. The army pierced these ten. The fifth division, that on the naked ascetic. Well, all right. He came up once. Maybe that's just how they're going to designate that group of ten. That's the, the naked ascetic group of ten. Fair enough. Okay, so we finished a, another group of ten. And uh, they all seem to be kind of like about different things, like miscellaneous. So maybe the naked ascetic in this case is kind of like saying miscellaneous. It wasn't all about nuns. It wasn't all about food. It was just, it was about a bunch of stuff. So, cool. Thank you to the six monks for being so naughty as to cause more rules to be written. And special thanks course to Jambala and uh, uh, he, he has a rat that vomits jewels so may Jambala's rat vomit many jewels into your life wishing you prosperity because I assume by the fact that you're looking at YouTube that you have not taken a vow of poverty so probably you would appreciate a gesture toward a blessing of uh, prosperity, right? I know I would. Okay, uh, thank you for going on this ride with me, and uh, I look forward to next time, and I'm very happy to report that it's raining here. Hopefully everybody is safe in uh, the parts of India where the rain might be a bit stronger than it is in Delhi. Stay safe out there. Um, all right. I guess that's it. And I will go ahead and close with my usual closing. Oh, if you're interested, um, I recently did a uh, episode of our sister podcast. The episode was called Non-Dual, in which uh, my friend Augustin Race and I talked about non-dual thinking and this kind of thing uh, but toward the end at the very end I actually performed the whole meditation that my dad taught me when I was very young um, at the end of which is this particular blessing that I close these episodes with so you're welcome to check that out if you want to and uh, otherwise until next time to the north and to the south to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be
live long and prosper.